my shield. You are my shield. You are my defender. I will not be shaken. I will remember that you are good. Your love endures forever. So I will sing, because praise is the breakthrough.
They told you that it was impossible. They said it's never been done before. But that didn't matter to you. Because you never stopped believing. And you won't stop now. This is what you were born for. The ultimate freedom. The holiness of the high heavens. following me for a while you remember that video seasonal now time for a throwback and now you understand what that video was really about Ooh. <laughs> thank you lord for remnant people who will return 
to you, Father. This is what you were born for. And you know it. And you can feel it. The sound of my voice today. You know this is what you were born for. To return to the Father. To lead many to righteousness. To restore the ancient paths. Honor your presence, Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving these ones courage to fulfill their destinies. <laughs> YouTube is funny. Prophesying over here, a random thing just popped up and recommended the Sacred Heart of the Father. <laughs> We recommend you return to the heart of the Father. Amen. Let's go. The pathway within. Secret stairway of the sky. By the grace, the blood of Jesus, transfigured blood. We're having a wonderful time with some friends at dinner last night, and it was so enjoyable. And when there's such a hunger in the people, a thirst in the people of God for righteousness, for the things of God, it draws on and pulls on those secret things, hidden things. Because many of the hidden things are unlocked through desire. Through desire. Mysteries and secrets. Mysteries unveiled as you dive in To the Holy Spirit within your spirit, out of your belly flowing rivers of living water, mysteries for kings to search out, but the secrets, secrets of the kingdom, God unveils his secrets to his friends in the garden of secrets. What is the garden of Raoul, where the staff, the sapphire staff, the rod of Moses was found? In the garden of the friend of God, it's called the garden of secrets. When you become a friend of God, that is when the realm of secrets is unveiled to you. It's different from mysteries. Mysteries are found in the waters below, but the secrets come from above, from beyond the veil of the throne of God the Father, and he chooses with his will how
how and to whom he shares his secrets or his purposes and he decides but the secrets of God the secrets of righteousness are found in the garden of secrets it's called the garden of the friend of God once you become a friend of God it is given to you to know the secrets of righteousness that's a friend of God hallelujah mysteries and secrets we love them we want you to grow in being a son of God a bride of God and a friend of God and when you become a friend of God you enter in to the garden of the friend of God which is the garden of secrets where he unveils the secrets of righteousness not just for mystic knowledge but the very unveiling of the secrets to which there is no other way to know other than it is given to you by God the Father himself Jesus Christ in the Garden of Secrets, yes To be a friend of God, we value the blood of Jesus. We had a wonderful time last night at dinner with some friends that were visiting in town. Precious friends in the glory, just enjoying the presence of God. Before our food came out, we had a feast, an invisible feast of spiritual tangibles and we went into the realms of the bone marrow I saw bone marrow on the menu and of course that got my spirit excited because the dividing of the lightning sword from the luminaries that reflect the glory of God divides between even bone and marrow, spirit and soul. The life is in the blood, the blood is produced in the bone marrow. And so we praise the seven spirits of God, the blood of Jesus, the transfigured blood of Jesus, like rainbow fire, pure white light. We worship you, Holy Spirit, the anointing of God. You are the oil, oil for light. The fatness, the oil in the bones, not the oil of the curse, but the oil that is the reverse of the curse, which is the seven spirits of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, which is God. The demons really hate it, can't stand it. A lot of religious demons, 
are they're all right if you worship God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit but I noticed that a lot of times what will trigger those ones beyond what they can handle being around is worshiping the seven spirits of God as the anointing as God and our bones you feel that is an impartation at the sound of the word the word is the container of that experience or even of the experience of God that's coming out of the word in seed form that you can receive with an open heart and an open mind your heart and your mind and your eyes set on God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit within you and without me above and below on earth as it is in heaven seated with Christ in the heavenly places how about this little guy over here things are looking pretty good gone up through the moon the Hanukkah candles are lit the menorah lamp is starting to burn through the mind of the blood moon entrance portal for the sixth castle of Jared confirmed the signs and wonders hey. the sun standing on the sun with your angel no longer in this little kind of nice gingerbread man form little gingerbread man form now into oh, covering cherubim form this is what my inner man looks like now up with more wings but you know who's counting I mean it's okay to count your own wings it's not prideful to say you have ten fingers and ten toes maybe you have eleven fingers you have some of that wicked Nephilim blood DNA <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> we can burn it up in the Sun amen <laughs> you might lose a toe or a pinky When you're under the sun, this little white gingerbread man, your spirit, your inner man, will grow in size and stature. You see these, these little guys here, these little tree, tree trunks? They're white. Bright white with glory. Your inner man shining. This guy's pretty big. He's standing on the, the tree stump of Jesse, the roots of David. The tender shoot springing up. Because he wants to go up fast. You go up, you stand on the moon. Go into the sun, you would go up to the mercy seat, receive mercy, grace in your time of need. That's when you get into that cloud foam, cocoon of the glory cloud around your inner man. You're in that cloud at all times and you fight away the blue serpents of false revelation and all of Jezebel's perversions and all the fallen angels' perversions of the higher things of God. And you reject those perversions. And so what happens is that cloud fully covers you as a cocoon as you fly into the sun into the sun like Bob Jones said the butterflies flying into the sun you come out 
a new type of creature. You're already regenerated in your spirit. You're not like a... See, there's like the inner man made out of darkness. Inner man is made up of bright glory light. But as you go up into the sun, that's where you can start to cocoon, metamorphosize. And then literally, my inner man right now, this is the same for Brandon's inner man. Once you come into the sun and you overcome those Jezebel deceptions, and you cocoon in that glory cloud, and you come out looking like a cherubim in your inner man. So that is actually the inner realities of my inner man, my spirit, with many wings, like the cherubim. And so you learn how to be a cherubim in your nature. The lightnings, you got more wings, abilities, it's a higher intelligence of your spirit, and that's eventually going to burn through all this soul and flesh and make life a lot better. Alright, so now what are we going to do now that we have this kind of form? Well, first of all, if you're at the sound of my voice, you're likely this little guy down here. He's still really big. I mean, your spirit is probably outgrown in stature, you know, a greater stature than pretty much anybody on the earth right now in all the glory stream. If you're really like training in Red Letter Ministries. Unless it's just your ego that's inflated and you're out here in the middle of space with some kind of strange portals that you know, you're in like some kind of black moon, black sun, and you just need to go through the sheep gate and get slaughtered so that you don't end up in the meat grinder of Jezebel. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So you stay under the apostolic covering and you rise in agreement. And you stay covered, you stay surrendered, so that you can transform into a beautiful butterfly, aka a deadly lightning cherubim form. Why is the testing so intense to go into this? God likes to vet them out early. It's better to weed them out before they turn into archangel cherubim. Uh, then you, if people turn against God after transfiguring their inner man into like a cherubim, you're basically essentially just a fallen angel and that's not what we want for your life that's not God's plan for your life so get over it get into the sheep gate get up into the moon and the sun be transformed in your inner man and it's really awesome and you're really gonna love it and it's worth everything that it costs amen amen thank you Lord the blood of Jesus and the DNA red blood cells white blood cells <sighs> a note on this sixth castle sixth mansion of Jared if you noticed the fifth castle that we just got done with take a look we recently finished up the fifth mansion Mahalalel that was the onyx castle 30-fold over the sun, and sun-sealed in righteousness. And now we've entered into the red castle, Jared. Now if you notice, the fifth castle, the black onyx castle, it was kind of more of like this, like, very solid, kind of cold-looking, really cavernous kind of looking room. That dark, it was like a glorified onyx darkness blackness 
We had so many signs and wonders of even the atmosphere in the city looking like a glory onyx black. Just driving around at the end of the day after the broadcast. And that really dealt a lot with the second heavens. Right, because when you're going through the first and the second and the third castle, even when you're on the moon, you're still a hundredfold that's under the sun, but you're standing on the moon, you're starting to overcome and you're facing off your final battles against your personal overcoming of Jezebel. It's where you can get into the sun. Right? These three deal with the things, you know, we got the first two on the earth, then you're getting up into the sky, starting to rise up to and above where the Tower of Jezebel reaches to. Now you're dealing with things on the earth and things in the air that are under the sun. Thousandfold, if you remember for Kenan, all that wisdom. Thousandfold realm, that's that wisdom that gives you the power over the spirits. Power over, you know, the curse of the fall of mankind and all that. Thousandfold. In the sun, that's where the portals are open to you. If God permits, you go on a training in righteousness. That was the golden castle. Right? All that glittering golden castle and bright light. Well then, bam. We learn a little bit of humility. And we get into the onyx castle. And we learn how to deal with the things of the second heavens at their highest level of deceptions, black seraphim lightning. All the wicked things that disguise themselves as the higher things of God that are outside of the tree of life. And dealing with our own internal blackness. Even I am dark but lovely. Just dealing with all of those things and the humility to understand what the deceptions of the enemy are. And so we can get things just a clear, a much clearer vision and understanding and discerning between the dark cloud and the mysteries of God. And then, you know, what is the kingdom of heaven? What is the kingdom of hell? And that's where you start to understand the difference between the mountain ranges of the different kingdoms and now Jared. So as if you noticed, the Onyx Castle is kind of cavernous, kind of cold feeling. Very like... Glorified darkness, test of separation, separating from the people who are murmuring and complaining against Moses and Aaron and leadership. Being separate from them, passing all kinds of tests of purity, and just a lot of grace, a lot of forgiveness, and yeah. So there's that, and then Jared Castle. And have you noticed the difference here since we stepped into Jared? Whereas the last castle was just kind of like that really solid and uh, dark room. This castle, if you've noticed, it's all like liquid red glory. Like liquid red glory. Like the blood of Jesus. It's like a cleansing. Though your sins are scarlet. And here as you step in front of it, your sins are really before you and you understand now when you look at your life even what you thought was the best of your obedience of perfection and obedience to God through the best parts of your life now you can see with clarity how you've never 
uh, offered anything perfect before the Lord. That not one is good. And all those things that are under the sun, even in the sun and over the sun, that there's nothing in you of your own nature, even in the own, your own nature of your regenerated spirit, there's nothing except for the life of Christ within you, the Holy Spirit. So at this point, you're separating not just between soul and spirit, but between your spirit and the Holy Spirit. Right? Because before there's union, there's always a division, there's a separation. There's a cutting away. For clarity, because no man can boast in his presence. But even though you're more aware of your sins, even every thought and every imagination, even those things that you would consider in lower levels to be pure, things are just such an abomination to you. It's so brought before your eyes and you understand what a mercy it is to be in the hands of the living God. But if you're, even though your sins are red as crimson, red as scarlet, we'll wash them white as snow. So this is the blood washing. That cleansing of all the stains at your garments will be whiter than snow, and that'll be the seventh castle of Enoch, of the elect, which is the seventh from Adam of the first week of the Feast of Weeks of the Apocalypse of Enoch. Oh, yes. Where are we going? I'm glad you asked. We are so glad you asked. You remember this guy? Lightning pathway back to the father. We'll just zoom in here a little bit for you. We talked about Jared, Enoch, the seventh castle. So the next mansion after this one is the final mansion, the interior mansion, number seven. That is the white mansion, the white castle. White castle burgers, amen. Burger magi, prophecy fulfilled. That's where Enoch was when he was hanging out with the angels and spending the time with them. Getting enculturated into that angelic uh, angelic training, how to be with the angels, how to be in their culture, you know, how to act in heaven. Learning and all those things, becoming a citizen, like a bona fide, verified citizen of heaven in your reality actions, learning the language. Ooh, man. And then after that is the thousandfold over the sun, which is the Son of God. That is where Jesus ascended and he stepped into the Father when he ascended. When he said, don't touch me yet, I have not ascended. He ascended, stepped into the Father, Father, Son, just as you step into the sun here a thousandfold. Just as stepping into the thousandfold of Keenan gives you, uh, what do you call it? 
dominion and wisdom over men and over spirits. There is a dominion when you step into the Father, Father, Son, that gives you dominion over angels. Ooh. And if you'll notice, when you go into the third heavens, into the throne of God, right? That's... Jared, Enoch, the third heavens realities of the sixth and seventh mansion. These last two interior mansions are what's bringing the substances from the third heavens realities into your physical bones, so your bone marrow, your red and white blood cells, your bones and your marrow producing life from the third heavens by the blood of Jesus, and then you'll have garments whiter than snow, the lightning garments, upgrades to your linens, the brightness, the holiness, to be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, the command of Jesus, firstborn of many, we have these little, if you see the kind of like butterflies, when you look at the Father, Son, Father, the Father is a luminary. He has a bright light. He is the source of light. That's how the sun gets the light. It can only reflect what it gets from God. So what's after that? Step into Father God? Is it just game over? We just chill out for the rest of eternity in a hammock somewhere? Nope. Sorry to crush your dreams. I'm sure there's a hammock for you somewhere. But there's a lot more to learn and to grow. Just because we, if we, we've ascended and stepped into the Father, we're just getting started with eternity. If he could... Hmm... If he gives us the grace to step into him. Until the chosen are chosen. Here, love. Let's write this down. That's there at the Son of God, Jesus. Chosen many are called, but few are chosen. If you read in the book of Enoch in the seventh week, which is the perverse generation that we're in now, that's not my opinion. That's what God said. That's what the holy angels said. That's what we're in right now. The seventh week of the perverse generation, it says in that time, the chosen will be chosen. That's why it's so intense with the training now and kind of the weeding out of, you know, why are so many people dropping like flies? Why is it so hard to walk with the righteous, the holy, and the elect in these days? 
because you're becoming righteous, holy, and elect. And the elect ones, in that time when you step into the eighth mansion, that's when the chosen are chosen. It's seeing who's going to be faithful. Many are called, few are chosen. Who is going to be faithful? But if you see God the Father in the third heaven sitting on the throne, and he looks big in his appearance in the throne room of the third heavens, but what many people don't know is that you can step into him, and when you step into him, he is a portal to a city within the city. This isn't just lap time on God the Father. That's amazing. If you can even have that, it's a grace and a, a favor from God. I'd be thankful for that. But there's a grace of the chosen. Just not just sit next to him or sit, you know, on his lap, sit on his throne, but step into him. And it's only if he permits and those golden cherubim lift their wings for you. And you'll see the whole color. I call it color grading because when you're doing color grading and graphic design, they have a certain look to it. The colors all change. Colors are all changed. They're glorified. And that brightness of that white and kind of bluish light you see in the third heavens of his throne, you step into him. And it is the city of the chosen within the Father, the city within the city. This is reserved for the chosen. This is a testing time in the grounds now to decide who is going to be the chosen who live in the city of the chosen. It's not for anyone else. Not even just the righteous or the holy, but those who are chosen. Oh. There's the outer courts of heaven, the inner courts, the holy of holies. There's always more. And within God the Father in the city of chosen, you see the breastplate of righteousness and judgment. God the Father is a priest. He has a white turban, twelve stones of the ephod, gemstones on him. Each one of those gemstones is like a dome, a gemstone with a castle inside. And that first one, when you walk into him, is the eighth mansion. Once you've conquered all seven interior mansions, and God willing, God permitting, he allows us to step into the city of the chosen. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to show you this picture before we go. We'll get more into this, but you need to see this. Here we have the mountains and the mountains of fire and the gemstones and the angel feathers and the white dove and the owl and the... What is that? A pan and a Baphomet and a Jesus with lightning? What is this? Oh yeah, it's the kingdom of Satan. From the book of Enoch, there's the two mountain ranges. Visual aids here so you get misuse and abuse of the planetary powers. So that the false Jesus' will is done on the earth using that fallen Kabbalah. All they're doing is taking what God created that's been distorted since the fall of man and manipulating it to do Satan's will as a false Jesus. And then this picture here. That way you can see the two mountain ranges. You can use this as a visual aid 
If you want to read the Book of Enoch, we recommend this season the Hermenia translation. Any translation. It will be, will be fine. But this is what it really is supposed to be. What's being restored. God's kingdom of heaven. His will being done on the earth through this format. Visual aids to help you understand the difference between the two mountain ranges. The Garden of Secrets, the Garden of the Friend of God. And, uh, yeah. In this mountain range, here, I'll point it over here. You actually still have the cherubim and the flashing sword of fire, but the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are still in the Garden of Righteousness. In the Book of Enoch, somebody messaged me. They were so glad about my posts on Facebook because it cleared up confusion about them. The knowledge of the tree of life and the knowledge of the tree of good and evil are still in the Garden of Righteousness. In the Book of Enoch, it is written by the flashing swords of fire. Before Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, like she wasn't supposed to do, she ate from another tree first. What was that tree? Satan. All trees represent spirits. Spirits are represented by trees. I see all men as trees. I see all men as tree stumps. A spirit is the invisible tree from which you eat. And when you eat from a spirit, which means you do their will and you listen to them, you eat from them, the fruit of that spirit goes into your spirit, producing fruit after its own kind. That was the corruption of man. What corrupted Eve was she ate from the tree that is Satan, his spirit, his fallen spirit. She ate and ingested his seed of his words and believed his words. That was the corruption of woman. And then she took and disobeyed God. First she ate from Satan as a tree. Then she ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and disobeyed God. Why did they tell him not to eat from that? Because they're not God. They're made in the image and likeness of God. And he knew they weren't mature enough to handle it yet. Because they're not God and they're not mature enough yet. Because they would know evil and they would get into evil. But because she ate from Satan, then she ate from the tree, so she disobeyed God. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is in the garden of righteousness next to or in that same area of the tree of life. So now what did she now what's this tree of Satan over here with all this madness on the left hand side, that mountain range? That tree in the second heavens, that we call the tree of the knowledge of good and evil of the second heavens of Satan, is just Satan as a tree. Shadows and lies of what he stole of the knowledge of good and evil. He doesn't even own that tree. It's still the real tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life are both still in the garden of righteousness. And he doesn't have access. He has only the stolen knowledge from his time as a cherubim. So when people get into this, on the left-hand side over there, the wrong mountain range, they're getting into eating the tree of Satan. He's not even anything from the Garden of Righteousness. It's pure evil and wickedness. It's just rusty, bramble, bush, twice dead, and falling already into the pit of the eternal abyss of fire. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. And we'll see you next time.